0: Atypical Vort is created by Rabbi Ari Karetsky, host of Jews You Should Know, a great podcast available on all platforms. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Abram Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. A number of years ago, I was sued by a disgruntled student-tenant, well, not me personally, but the organization that I run and represent. Without diving too deeply into the details, though they actually made for a fascinating case study, we had rented a room to a student, suffered a flood, and his furniture had been ruined. We disagreed, to put it mildly, as to who was responsible under the terms of our lease agreement. The case was long-lasting, winding its way eventually into small claims court where we were slapped with a $10,000 judgment. Earlier on in the process, we could have settled for one-fifth that amount, but had declined since we firmly believed we were correct, both according to secular and Jewish law, though obviously the judge disagreed. Not to mention that, as a small nonprofit, we didn't have the money on hand to cover even the lesser amount. We were relying on pro bono counsel and the hope that the case would be dismissed altogether. We ended up having to borrow the funds and then pay off this debt over a matter of years. It was a pretty traumatizing experience. The source of most Jewish civil law is found in this week's Torah portion, Mishpatim, literally, judgments. Rabbi Mordechai Ryan, a local rabbi in my Silver Spring community, points out in a recent essay how anomalous this body of law is in contrast to all other areas of the Torah. Jewish legal codes are filled with thousands of pages regulating all aspects of civil law, torts, and financial disputes. And yet, no less an authority than the Code of Jewish Law instructs jurists that, quote, It is a mitzvah to offer litigants to compromise and work things through together, rather than be subjected to the law. If they insist on a court case, the judges should proceed. But if the litigants are willing to switch to compromise at any time, they are encouraged to do so, even if the judges have already reached a conclusion of how the money will be awarded so long as they have not actually issued the ruling. At first blush, this is an astonishing ruling. Presumably, when a case has been litigated and the judges are prepared to dispense their ruling, they have already concluded that the disputed funds belong to party A and not to party B, according to Jewish legal standards. Wouldn't a continued push for compromise, known in Hebrew as pshara, in effect be promoting theft? After all, the money should rightfully belong to one and not the other. To underscore just how unusual an approach this is, the Sant Rebbe quips that, of the four major volumes composing the Code of Jewish Law, the digest dealing with economic quarrels is placed last so that we won't form a habit of compromise with respect to the balance of ritual law that precedes it. God has established rules, and we do our best, limited as we are by our human failings, to follow them. And yet, the Talmud tells us that Jerusalem was destroyed because people conducted themselves in monetary matters according to the strict letter of the law and did not act beyond what was strictly required. Failure to compromise undermined the entire Jewish Republic. Presumably, the sages single out this sphere of activity because it relates to interpersonal conduct. While following the letter of the law exclusively, would produce abstract justice. It would also engender a fractious society, filled with winners and losers. Truth, emet, would reign, but peace, shalom, would wither. In our social relationships, the Torah is privileging the latter over the former. In recent decades, society at large has been turning increasingly to mediation, an analog of the ancient Jewish notion of pshara. Noting the massive cost, protracted timetable, and needless acrimony generated by litigation, corporations and couples alike are opting for what is known as ADR, Alternative Dispute Resolution. Studies have shown it to be effective, too. The Office of Dispute Resolution of the Department of Justice found a 75% resolution rate in voluntary ADR proceedings, and only slightly lower when court imposed. But in painfully too many circumstances, People still insist on total victory, whether in the courtroom or beyond, in the broader arena of interpersonal relationships. Moreover, it seems that people are no longer satisfied to compromise with others, or even to change them. The new order calls on people to destroy their adversaries. The odious practice of doxing, scouring the web for any slight misstatement in a person's past, and then leveraging it to sully his or her reputation, reflects an insistence on perfect truth over human solidarity. I certainly regret not having settled our tenant dispute those years ago, and not only because seeing it through left us $8,000 poorer, more dismayingly, it created a highly contentious and permanently fractured dynamic with our opponents. In seeking to win the battle of righteous indignation, I lost the war of human connection. Last week, I called for a culture of curiosity. This week, I plead for a culture of compromise. Cultivating one requires that we see others as essentially well-intentioned, even if we believe mistaken. Rather than a statement of weakness, of giving in, perhaps we can reframe compromise as the promotion of higher values, a prioritizing of people above principles. The medieval scholar Bal Haturim known for his clever word plays and deep biblical allusions, presented the word mishpatim, the name of our portion, as an acronym for mitzvah sheyase pshara terem Yase machloket. It is a mitzvah to compromise, lest a situation lead to discord. He penned these words roughly 800 years ago, but they have never been more apropos. If we are to remain one people, whether as Jews or as Americans, then now... More than ever, we must rediscover this culture of compromise. Shabbat Shalom. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.